this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of trekking through compliance. His mission, to explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Tracking Through Compliance, Episode 63, For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky, which aired on November 8, 1968, and occurred on Stardate 5476.3. Story synopsis. McCoy calls Kirk to sickbay and informs him that the chief medical officer of the Enterprise, i.e. Dr. McCoy, has contracted an incurable fatal disease called xenopolycythemia and has one year to live. However, McCoy assures Kirk that he will be able to do his job until the end. Suddenly, the Enterprise is attacked by chemically fused missiles and forced, forced to destroy them. The Enterprise then diverts and determines the point of origin to be an asteroid 200 kilometers in diameter. The asteroid is actually a nuclear-powered spaceship on a collision course with the planet Darren 5. Spock detects no life forms, so a landing party consisting of Kirk, McCoys, and Spock beam down. While exploring a set of pink cylinders, the landing party is attacked by plaid-clad soldiers. McCoy is knocked out but proves to be none the worse for wear. After informing them that the Oracle advises that the priestess leader, Natira, that they come in peace, the oracle treats them to an electric shock to show what it is like to be their enemies. The inhabitants of the world called Yonata do not know that they are on a spaceship except for one old man who has climbed a mountain when he was young. He gives herbs to the threesome from the Enterprise after their electrical experience, but confides to them things are not as they seem, for the world is hollow and I have touched the sky, he intones. After uttering this Intonation, the oracle punishes the old man with death by means of a subcutaneous instrument of obedience. Spock recognizes Fabrini writing on the oracle chamber and a symbol showing eight planets as in the Fabrini system. The sun of the system supernova 10,000 years ago, so the inhabitants of Yonata appear to be their descendants. The oracle tells Natira that the people will reach a world of plenty soon enough. This is foretold in a book containing the knowledge of their creators. Kirk and company must convince the inhabitants to alter the ship cor- ship's course before it smashes into Darren 5 and eliminates the 3-plus billion inhabitants of that planet. In the meantime, the priestess Natira, governing the asteroid-slash-spaceship, has asked McCoy to become her mate, despite the fact that McCoy only has one year to live. McCoy agrees and permits the insertion of the instrument of obedience. However, Spock and Kirk commit sacrilege by breaking into the oracle chamber 
Luckily, Natira allows them to return at McCoy's request. Bones finds out about the book and tries to tell Kirk about it by communicator, but is incapacitated by the instrument of obedience. Kirk and Spock beam down, and Spock removes the instrument gizmo of obedience. They tell Natira that her planet, Natira, that her planet is actually a spaceship, and she goes to ask the Oracle for the truth. She is punished and nearly killed, at which point McCoy removes her instrument of obedience. When Kirk and Spock try to access the book by pressing the three lower planets on the left side, the Oracle heats the chamber to incandescence. However, Kirk is able to reach the book. He finds instructions on how to access the asteroid's controls by applying pressure to the center of the Oracle as it slides aside. They disable the Oracle and put Yonata back on course. They also discover databanks of the Fabrini containing a great deal of medical knowledge, including the cure for McCoy's disease. McCoy decides to return to the Enterprise, but hopes to meet Natira again when the ship asteroid reaches the new planet. So what's the fun fact for today? Well, the idea of an interstellar arc is indeed an old one, and it was first proposed by the father of American rocketry, Dr. Robert Goddard, back in 1918. Olaf Stapleton and Don Wilcox wrote stories about the idea in the 1940s, and most interestingly, Robert Heinlein origin yes, that Robert Heinlein originated the notion that inhabitants might forget they were on a spaceship in the book Orphans of the Sky, a concept later reused by Harlan Ellison in his story Phoenix Without Ashes. So what are today's compliance takeaways? Well, the first one is as a CCO, how do you manage? Uh, it's uh, really incumbent on you to develop a managing style as management and leadership are different kinds of work. So when managing, uh, you need to work within your sphere of formal authority. When leading, you need to influence and motivate those outside where many crucial stakeholders are critical. Uh, next up, and I thought this one was uh, probably the most poignant given this particular ep episode, which is, do your executives have a skin in the compliance game? There's a wide variety of ways you can do this. Uh, they can have clawbacks written into their uh, contracts. They can have, of course, robust board oversight, but putting uh, your executives into the compliance game and having skin into the compliance game, I think is really something that uh, you should uh, consider so that not only when the regulators come knocking, you can demonstrate it, but also um, that they really are incentivized to do so. And finally, uh, empathy and compliance. As a compliance professional, do you have empathy? Uh, this episode really drove that message home, I think, obviously with McCoy's illness, but um, do you really, uh, are you able to empathize with those in your organization? I don't believe that uh, empathy is a negative, uh, even while uh, many uh, leaders still uh, exist in command and control type of leadership, but it's something that you need to consider in your uh, leadership style as a chief compliance officer, and it certainly ties in to this episode going forward. I hope you'll join us tomorrow where we take up the well-known and beloved episode of The Tholian Web. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.